that Allah Ta'ala's maghfirah is not khas, mukhtas, exclusive to Arafah. Allah Ta'ala's rahmah, his mercy is not limited to Arafah. Plus, Allah Ta'ala has put a special blessing in all of these first 10 days of Zulhijjah. Plus, Allah Ta'ala has put an extra special blessing in Yawm al-Arafah, even if a person cannot be physically present there in Arafah. Otherwise, just this term, Yawm al-Arafah, Arafah is a place, it's not a time. Arafah is a makan, it's not a zaman. But because of the nisbat of Hajj and Mahujjah who are there, our deen has been this term in Yawm al-Arafah. And it's a Sahih hadith from the Sahih Imam Muslim who narrated the hadith from the Kareem about the blessing of fasting on Yawm al-Arafah. And the Kareem said the single one fast, one fast on Yawm al-Arafah makes a person forgiven, is a kafara, is an expiation and a forgiveness for the sins of the past year and the sins of the coming year. And this was ajeeb, because if you look at the hadith on Hajj, the hadith on Hajj for the person who's actually on Hajj at Arafat. And by the way, it's not permissible for them to fast on this day, right? So the person who is on Hajj, who is on Arafat, cannot fast this day. What hadith are they told? They get a lot, they get more than past one year, they get past lifetime. But they don't get the next coming year. There's no mention of that. In all of the hadith about the forgiveness of Hajj, there's no mention of the Haji getting even one day, let alone one year of their future sins forgiven. That hadith is for who? The person who is not able to go on Hajj and pass on Yom al-Arafah for that person, yes, less than the Haji, they don't get past life, they get past one year, plus, however, they get the coming next year of sin forgiven. Again, that's a hadith narrated by Imam Muslim. In fact, there are very, very few things in our deen which mention future sins being forgiven. This is a dua that a lot of us make all the time. Right? Allah Ta'ala forgive me for all the sins I ever did. Take me out of the sins I'm in and forgive me for any sins I may yet commit for the rest of my life until I die. Now one would think, however, that the person who goes on Hajj, one would hope and one should definitely plan from now on, inshallah, that anybody who is ever going on Hajj or who has gone on Hajj would also do this. So if they're ever not on Hajj, they will make this fast. And if they are on Hajj, then Alhamdulillah, at least the past lifetime will be forgiven. Here, that's complicated, but if you were to do it mathematically, you would see that if either every year you were on Hajj, or you fast Yom Al-Arafah, your sins will keep getting forgiven, past lifetime, past year, or future one year. Then there's another reason of the Nabiya Sallam on Yom Al-Arafah. And on this, uh, about this hadith, again, this hadith is not khas to the Hujaj word Arafat, also narrated by Imam Muslim in his Sahih. <coughs> Sayyidina Rasulullah said that on the day of Arafat, whosoever controls his hearing, his sight, and his speech from sin, so this is actually another type of fast, means they fast from sins, they spend one day sin free. And literally, Yom, so Yom al-Arafah means from Fajr to Maghrib. They spend one day sin-free, 
he will be forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mutlaqan, he will be forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now many times people in this day and age, they ask a question that whether it is Yawm al-Arafat for them today and it is Yawm al-Arafat for us tomorrow. So we don't understand. How, is that, how do we make sense of this? So I'll give you a very simple example. So let's take right now where we are sitting is Lahore. And if I'm not mistaken, 12 year time difference is Los Angeles. Alright? So let's take Hadith and Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Different topic. Hadith and Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi What is that? In the last third of the night, Allah SWT will forgive anyone who begs Allah for forgiveness. Now you ask me, are you going to use last third time according to Lahore, or are you going to go 12 hour backwards and use it according to Los Angeles? Here you have no problem. You will say very easily, without any hesitation, without any mental confusion, without any doubt on your deen, that obviously for the person who is in that time zone, the person is in that time zone, the last third of the night will be according to him and his time zone. And me, I'm 12 years ahead, and in any case the timing is up. Sunrise and sunset are different here because of latitude, longitude, altitude, right? So I will make Dua at the last third of the night according to my time. Because it's about time. And scientifically, human beings, rather you can say it's an order we made this construct to keep time of having different time zones. Alright? Scientifically, the earth rotates around an axis and therefore different parts of the earth feel day and night at different times. So exactly the same thing that is mentioned about Layl, night on Tahajjud, the same concept will apply to Yom, day of Arafah, that when it is the day of Arafah for us, for us that will be tomorrow, that will be when all these things will happen, when we go fast, and if we, inshallah, complete that fast, one year fast, one year future will be, sin will be forgiven, and we will try, inshallah, to keep our, protect our sight and our hearing and our tongue, meaning fast from sin, so that Muqtafah we get forgiven, and for them, when it is Yom al-Arafat, for them, which was today, they will also, they will, they will be performing Hashta Allah SWT. Alright? I'm saying this because some of you might have been worried that today was Arafat and you found the Salah and maybe you didn't fast today, maybe you didn't protect your hearing and sight uh, from sin today and it's all over. So it's not all over. Actually for you it will be tomorrow. So this is a perfect example of Samit Nawa'ata'na. But not me, but when you hear a hadith of Nabi Akrim and you will get a chance to instantly do amal on it within the next 24 hours. And that should be our niyyah generally also that we should make. Then, Ya Allah, just like I'm going to instantly make amal, inshallah, on this hadith, I want to instantly make complete, sincere amal on every single teaching of the Quran and Sunnah in my life. Right? So, these are the blessings of Yawmul Arafat. Then another hadith that Nabi Akrim said, which is not half to the Hajjaj, this is narrated by Imam Dibrili but with a sound chain, that Prophet said that the best dua is the dua made on Yawm al Arafah. The best dua are the duas made on the day of Arafah. Alright? And the best dhikr, and the best dhikr that I, Yani, the Prophet referring to himself, Sayyidina Rasulullah, and the prophets before me, and all the other Anbiya said, La ilaha illallah wahduhu la sharika la, lahul mulk wa lahul hamdu, wa huwa ala kulli shaykhin kudim. So then it is also mentioned by the Hadith that a person should recite this dhikr abundantly during Yawm al Arafat, 
and also generally. Whenever you have time and you're free, or let's say on Yom Al-Arafat, when you run out of du'as. Now, we take another idea from the collection of Tirmidhi, and here we can get you a way to get the salam of one Hajj tomorrow on Yom Al-Arafat, even though you're not there. And what is that? Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that the person who prays Fajr Salah in Jama'ah and then remains seated there making some ibadah, zikr, worship, remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa until the time of Ishraq, which you can say basically is 15 minutes until the sun rises and then they pray just two rakats, extra nafu salah, that person will get the reward of one complete hajj and one complete umrah and then Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he repeated this word complete three times we'll get the reward of one complete hajj and one complete umrah complete, complete, complete so then tomorrow if we do these two amal inshallah number one fasting of al-arafah number two we stay awake go for fajr salah and jama'ah I stressed that to you last time those of you who may not have been there on Sunday, I explained that the greatest fard ibadah that you can do after hajj is to pray your fard salah in jama'ah. Hmm? The greatest salah in jama'ah to pray tomorrow is salatul jama'ah. You will also get that tomorrow. And the second greatest salah, fard salah to pray is to pray fajr salah in jama'ah. So then look how many things are going to be gathered tomorrow. And if you're going to stay awake from Fajr Jama'at and Ishraq in order to get this hadith, reward of one Hajj and Umrah, you might as recite Surah Kahf. In that time, between after Fajr Jama'at and until you pray Ishraq, so, Khulasa, tomorrow is a big day. <laughs> yeah, you can make tomorrow a big day if you want, right here where you are, even if Allah Ta'ala did not give us tawfiq to go on Hajj this year. This itself is the beginning of understanding the rahmah and mercy of Allah subhanahu Some people again, sometimes people they ask a question, I understand, how is it possible that I pay two rakats here, I get the reward of one hajj and one umrah, and the person they went all the way there and they had to do hajj, and I would just break through here and get two rakats. So it's true, it would not be possible if Allah Ta'ala didn't exist. It would not be possible if the world was limited to what the economists think it is. But if you believe in Allah Ta'ala, and in Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Allah Ta'ala, and ala kulli shayin kadir, Allah Ta'ala, and of course it's possible, it's possible due to the infinite mercy, and infinite fazal, karam, dayan, inayat, infinite bounty and favor of Allah Ta'ala. You'll find a person, you'll find there's some people in this world, who maybe they have to work one week, 40 hours, to get this amount of money. And there's another person who somebody just gives them that amount of money. Possible, right? What made it possible? For some reason, that other person was so generous and gave them the same amount of money. So Allah SWT is Al-Rahim Al-Kareem. He is more merciful and all generous. And he has chosen to bestow his mercy on us in such a way that we should try to take avail of that mercy. Alright. So this was the explanation of what to do tomorrow. Then understand that there are different types of sins. So this is the way we get Allah Ta'ala's Rahmah. Then there are different types of sins that a person can do. So I'm going to show you a few different ayahs from Qur'an al-Kareem where Allah Ta'ala has 
explained how he can forgive so many different types of sins. So the first type of sin a person might do is that you say that I committed this sin ignorantly. I didn't know. I used to do that sin because I never knew that that wasn't allowed in Islam. I did that sin, I didn't know I wasn't allowed to do it. So Allah SWT has explained this in Quran. إِنَّ مَتَّوْبَةُ عَلَى اللَّهِ لِلَّذِينَ يَعْمَدُونَ السُّوءَ فِي جَحَالَةً ثُمَّ يَتُوبُونَ مِنْ قَرِيبٍ فَأُولَاكَ يَتُوبُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلِيمًا حَكِيمًا So these are the people who يَعْمَدُونَ السُّوءَ فِي جَحَالَةً They commit evil. They're actually very strong where Allah Ta'ala used. There's two lighter words for sin, that's ism and dham. They both come in Quran and Arabic. Then there's the word سُوءَ Su is a stronger word actually, it means evil. If I were to make it even a stronger word for you, that there are those people who commit or perpetrate detestable, spiteful evil. But, they did not know any better. They honestly didn't know. So what's the status of that person? Allah Ta'ala says, That Tawbah is accepting their Tawbah Allah has taken it lazim on himself. Allah SWT has made it incumbent upon himself to accept their tawbah. Why? Because they did that sin, that evil, out of ignorance. But, So it means that as soon as they come to know that it is sin, then they make tawbah qareeb. Which in this case means almost immediately, as soon as they realize. Those are the people that Allah SWT will relent towards them. Indeed, Allah SWT is all-knowing and all-wise. Then there's a second type of person who does sin deliberately. Okay, then there will be grades in this. There will be the one who does only small sins. They do it deliberately, not ignorance. They do the small sins deliberately, but at least they're able to stay away from the major sin. What does Allah say about these people in Quran? Those people who they do ijtinab, they're able to save themselves and stay away from kabair, from major sins, from fawahish, from every sin to do with shamefulness, immodesty, crude, lust. They're able to stay away from those things. However, they do fall into minor sin. They do have some indiscretions. Then they do that deliberately. Alright? What does Allah say about them? Inna Indeed, your Rabb is extremely, immensely vast in his forgiveness. Extremely, immensely vast in his forgiveness. He is the one who has known you from the very moment he produced you and brought you forth from the earth. And when you were yet unborn in your mother's wombs. He has known you since then. He is extremely immense in his maghfirah. However, that never declare yourself to be pious and pure. Just because you stay away from major sins and immodest things. Because Allah Ta'ala knows best who has taqwa. And the interesting thing here is Allah Ta'ala didn't even mention anything about the believer making istighfar. There's no mention of the believer making tawbah. 
just because that believer stayed away from the major sins and fosh, even they did minor sin, Allah Ta'ala mentions that he is immensely vast in his forgiveness. Obviously, the rough is what? Where will that immense forgiveness go to the small sins that the believer did? Deliberately. Then there's a third type of third type of believer, what? That they do sins deliberately, not out of ignorance. And the sins they do deliberately aren't just the minor ones, but are this fawaj, the major ones. They deliberately do major sins. What does Allah say about them in Quran? It's also in Quran. وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا فَعَلُوا فَاهِشَةً And what about these, those people who commit fa'alu? They commit acts of fa'isha. They commit lewd and crude acts. Oh, ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ Or they wrong themselves by sinning greatly in any other way. Because there are other kabar sins other than the lewd acts. They do deliberate major sins. What happens? ذَكَرُوا اللَّهَ فَاسْتَغْفَرُوا لِذُنُوبِهِمْ So then they remember Allah Ta'ala and then they seek Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness لِذُنُوبِهِمْ for their sins. So this person has to do two things. By dhikr, it doesn't mean some particular dhikr. By dhikr means they remember Allah in their heart. They remember they have a rub. They remember there's a being against whom they sin. They remember Allah. They become mindful of Allah. They recollect Allah SWT. And then after remembering Allah SWT, what do they do? They seek His forgiveness for all of their sins. So what does Allah SWT say about these people? And who is there who forgives sins except for Allah SWT? The feeling in Arabic means that obviously that Allah will forgive their sins. Like if somebody's mother tells them when the person is crying and saying sorry, at that moment the mother says that who can love you except your mother. So obviously when she says it at that moment, it means that she's forgiven that person and accepted their saying sorry. So when Allah Ta'ala in Quran makes mention of the people who do major sin deliberately, but they remembered Allah and they saw His forgiveness for their sins, who is it who can forgive sins except for Allah Taala? But then there's another condition that Allah mentions after for these people. And they do not do Islam. They do not continue and persevere to commit those sins. After now, but they don't they don't continue doing what they used to do now that they know well that Allah is there to forgive them. Now that they have done that zikr, remembered Allah, and they have asked Allah to forgive them, they do not continue those major sins anymore. Okay, just in case the person still wasn't 100% sure. Strictly speaking, is a rhetorical question. So Allah Ta'ala immediately then makes it clear. That these people, the recompense, the jaza they will get from their rub is Allah's forgiveness. They'll be forgiven by Allah. And they will dwell in paradises and gardens of heaven under which blissful, pure, joyous streams flow. And indeed, how excellent is the 
reward for those who do deeds. Now what is the amal? There is no mention of amal asala here. The amal they did, which Allah was calling it amal in Quran, is they left those sins that they used to do. They did first amal, they remembered Allah, second amal, they sought Allah's forgiveness, they could istighfar, and third, they made tawbah, they left that sin entirely. Then, sometimes, there's another type of person who sins deliberately, does minor sins and major sins deliberately, and maybe even outright loses their iman, or maybe began as a non-believer, or maybe as a monophic, a hypocrite in their belief. So for that person, they obviously will have another condition that they would have to accept iman. So, except for those people, and this verse is not strictly about disbelievers, but this is a verse that mentions another aspect. Except for those people who make tawbah to Allah and have iman. Now, if you take the verse in its original, which is about believers, what does it mean that they have iman? Obviously, why would they make tawbah if they didn't have iman? So they believe in Allah Ta'ala's existence, they make tawbah wa'amana and they start adorning themselves with all of the attributes of Iman. They start adorning themselves with all of the attributes of Iman. Then wa'amila amalan saliha and then they do righteous good deeds. Might be ibadat, might be akhlaq, might be khidmat, might be dawah. They do good deeds. Hmm? For these people, Allah Ta'ala will change all of their sins into good deeds. They won't just be forgiven. We did a thousand sins, I want them off my record. No, we keep them on the record, but we change them into one thousand good deeds. Allah Akbar. So that's the extra reward being mentioned for what this extra thing that they adorn themselves with the attributes sifat of iman. And they made a'mal salih. So that means it's even more than just being forgiven Allah Ta'ala's rahmah, that it turns their bad deeds into good deeds. And indeed Allah Ta'ala is ever, always, all-forgiving and ever, always, all-merciful. And then Allah Ta'ala mentions it again. وَمَنْ تَابَ وَعَمِنَ الصَّالِحَةِ فَإِنَّهُ يَتُوبُ إِلَى اللَّهِ مَتَابَ And indeed that person who makes tawbah and does righteous deeds Truly they have made Tawbah to Allah Ta'ala in a true Tawbah. And that's what goes on in Hajj. That's why after Hajj, Arafat, there's Muzdalafah. After Muzdalafah, there's again Mina. And then there's again Rami. And then there's Tawaf Ziyara. Why? It's to do this part. It's to do this part. So on Arafat, the Bajaj, they get all their sins forgiven. And then when they continue on and make this good Amal, then Allah Ta'ala changes all of their bad deeds into good deeds and that this ayah is, again, not an ayah, no way was it even originally just about Hajj. And now also it is not specifically exclusively about Hajj. It's a path Allah Ta'ala is giving all of us in Qur'an Kareem. To adorn oneself with good attributes and to make good a'mal. There's one scholar, Ajib, he was explaining one of the problems that some people in the Sawaf have today. And the way he explained it, it's a beautiful, it's a bland Arabic language, but I'll explain it to you. He says that you're supposed to, I'll explain to you after I say the Arabic words, 
you're supposed to first have takhliya, then takhliya, then tajliya. Takhliya, takhliya, means to make yourself khali, to empty yourself, to become pure of all the bad attributes and bad actions. Takhliya comes from khulul. It means to adorn the good attributes of iman so much that they become alive in you and they become part of you. That's called tahliya. And then comes tajliya that you can imagine some tajliyat of Allah are coming on you. So that part is correct, right? But what he said is that when people today want, they want to skip the first two and they want to go straight to the third. It's like people who walk on an escalator and they want to reach the high floor without making the effort to climb. So they don't want to remove themselves from their bad attributes. They don't want to adorn themselves with good attributes and good actions. They want to go straight and get the jaliyat and qurb of Allah Taala. It's 21st century Sufism. Allah Akbar. So there are stages in life. And so Allah saying, Taba, Amana, Amila. That's what it is. Taba, empty yourself of all the bad attributes, the bad actions. Amala, adorn yourself with the good attributes. Amala, do the good actions. Then you will get this mercy and forgiveness from Allah SWT. Then you will feel qurb with Allah SWT. Allah Akbar. And elsewhere in Quran, Allah SWT said at the very least, in al-hasanat yudhibna sayyat, that indeed the good deeds, they take away the bad deeds. At the very least, good deeds take away the bad deeds, and at the most, Allah SWT could use our effort in doing good deeds to change all of our bad deeds into good ones. But this and many other verses of Quran al-Kareem and Ahadith of Nabi al-Kareem sallallahu all explain this foundational ayah of Quran al-Kareem Nabi Ibadi Anni Anu Ghafoor Rajeem that Allah Ta'ala told Nabi Al-Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that made it part of the Quran revelation that O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam tell my servants and slaves that I Allah Ta'ala saying I Allah am Al-Ghafoor Al-Rajeem that I'm all forgiving I'm all merciful now, otherwise, if you see that in the Tasmiyah, Basmallah, it's Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So some ulama mention it like this, and when Allah Ta'ala wanted to proclaim in absolute terms what were his two master sifat, that was that he is ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, in absolute terms for the universe. But when Allah Ta'ala wanted to proclaim through Sayyidina Rasulullah sallam in Quran al-Kareem to Ummat al-Mustafa that Allah Ta'ala chose his master attribute was first al-Ghafoor his master attribute is first al-Ghafoor that Allah Ta'ala is all forgiving and this is also an ishara that the path to Allah Ta'ala's mercy is through his forgiveness the path through the inayat, fazl, karam of Allah, his qurb, is through istighfar and tawbah and amal. So first Allah Ta'ala told us that he is al-Ghafoor, and next he is al-Rahim. A being al-Rahim that emanates from his being al-Rahman in any case, that these are some nukat. These are the people who love Allah SWT, who search for Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness and mercy. The rightly guided true with the teens, the teens, all the ulama, shirk with this ummah. 
and they used to read Quran and understand Quran and comment upon Quran and study Hadith and teach Hadith and guide the people of the masses and Masiha on the basis of these very same ayat of Quran and Hadith of Nabi Akrim So even though we were not able to go on Hajj on this year, but certainly we all need all of this forgiveness and mercy of Allah SWT. And as I mentioned in the beginning, many of us will be and are stuck in difficult situations where we need Allah's mercy to take us out. And all of that is there for us. So we should make niyat inshallah to try to fast tomorrow, to fast from sin tomorrow, to make lots of dua tomorrow, most dua accepted to Allah is to make the zikr of Allah SWT tomorrow. And on top of it, try, if that's an optional thing, to pray Salat al tomorrow, as it's praying Fajr, Salat, in Jama'ah, and remaining there, sitting in the masjid. And by the way, Allah Hadith mentioned that for women, if they pray their Fajr Salat in their innermost corner of their home, and they remain seated in that place until the time of Ishaq, and then pray their two rakats, they will get the same Salat as the man who had to exit and go to the masjid. Pray Fajr and Jama'ah. Mm-hmm. Try to recite Surah Kaf tomorrow. Try to go early for Salat al Jummah. Try to wear your best clothing for Salat al Jummah. It comes in a date that Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallam later on, it is the end of the Madani and then after Fatih Makkah stage, that he had a special Nidibas that he kept aside for Jummah in order to honor Jummah. Allah SWT said in Quran al Kareem, that fuzu, that you should uh, adorn yourself with zinat, with beauty when you go to the masjid. Mm-hmm. So it's not, uh, although because I said this to you on Sunday about Fajr, but that's not about Jummah, that you show up to Jummah in t-shirt and jeans and pants and sweatshirt. No. And it's sunnah to actually have, look, Sayyidina Rasulullah had a special libas for Jummah, which was his best clothing, special clothing, most modest clothing white clothing. He had a special set of clothing towards the end of his life. And then he has mentioned in Hadith that a person should use perfume, a person should go early, a person should take a slow bath. So this is another very thing that is lost in the Ummah, the Ihtimam of Jummah, the Ihtimam of Salat of Jummah. Tomorrow is a chance to revive all these sunnahs. And Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said another day that the person who revives a sunnah of mine in a time when those sunnahs have become rare, not disappeared, but have become rare, will be given the reward of hundred martyrs on the Day of Judgment. All of these things can be done in 24 hours. This is deen. This is a perfect example for you to understand in deen how much hidayah there is. It's not just for these 24 hours. Our whole life, there's so many ways and aspects that we could have been taking so much more hidayah from Allah's Muslims, teachings of Quran, and the life and practice teachings of Sayyidina and there's maybe a wonderful place to start would be now in this blessed night and inshallah day of Yom Al-Adha. Tomorrow many of us may have some friends or family members who are there right now in Arafat making dua. Even if you may not know anyone personally, the whole Ummah is your family. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Inna that indeed all believers are brethren to one another. They are actually just right now literally wrapping up their du'as and their maghrib will be in about 20-30 minutes. And you can imagine their state. Mm-hmm. Or if you have ever been there, you might recall your state in Arafat. But you know it's the last chance to get that special mercy and forgiveness of Allah 
You'd be looking at your watch and seeing there's 20, 25 minutes left. What do I have I missed? What more I can make? Maybe you're tired by then, you just start making zikr of Allah It's an ajeeb state. It's ending time of Arafah. Subhanahu for us, it's also ending time in terms of Isha Salah is coming soon. So we will end here and we will also make dua, inshaAllah. And we make dua that Allah accept all the dua of all of the judge who are there. And may Allah accept all of our duas. And may Allah give them tawfiq. You have spent a wonderful Yom Al-Arafat for them. And may Allah give us tawfiq to spend a wonderful Yom Al-Arafat tomorrow here. Inshallah, after the du'a, we'll ask everybody to proceed straight to the masjid for Shah Salam because there won't be much time left by the time we finish. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you forgive us for all of our sins. Forgive us for the sins of the past. Take us out from the sins in the present. Remove the memories of sin. Remove the longing of sin. Remove the attraction of sin. Remove the temptation of sin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, forgive us for all the sins we may ever do again in the future. Ya Rabbi Kareem, give us tawfiq to make true istighfar. Give us tawfiq to make true tawbah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, change all of our sayyaat, bad deeds, into hasanat, good deeds. Change all the time that we spent wastefully into time spent productively. Change all the time we betrayed you and disobeyed you into times when we were loyal to you and obeyed you. Yet if we can change all the moments in which we deliberately missed a prayer qada, change all of those moments into moments of qada. Yet if we can change all the times that we lied into moments of truth. Change all the times when we hurt one another into moments of helping one another. Yet have changed all the times that we were silent when we wish we should have spoken, change them all into times of speech. And Ya Rabbi, forgive us for all the times we spoke when we should have been silent. Change all of those words into silence, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Rabbi, ask that you accept every dua of every person in Arafat at this moment. Accept the dua they make for themselves. Accept the dua they make for their families and friends. Accept the duas they made for the Ummah. Accept our duas for them, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Unite us in dua, unite us in taqwa, unite us in haya, unite us in ibadah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you make this year's Hajj a means of the maghfirah for the whole Ummah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. A means for the rahmah of all of insan, Ya Rabbi Kareem. A means for the hidayah of all insan, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you grant us life of permanent minan. Grant us permanent minan in our heart. Amun in our homes, Amun in our relationships, Amun in our societies, Amun in humanity. Ya Rabbi Kareem, ask that you protect us from every fitna, rescue us from every fudur, take us out from every facade, protect us from every force and fawaish. Ya Rabbi Kareem, protect us from the fawaish and fawaish, protect us from the sarai and the lamama, protect us from doing sins in jihala, give us tawfiq to make istighfar and tawbah for each of them as you outline in Quran al Kareem, and grant us your promised rahmah, your promised manfara, that accepted tawbah, tawbah to Nasuh, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Qunaam Kamaam Farmaam, Rahmat Kamaam Farmaam Ya Rabbi Kareem, Is Waktu Hujjaj Aap Se Dua Maam Rhe Sab Ki Duaam Ko Kaboor Farmaam Jis Jis Ki Sati, Sahiliyan, Khandaan, Rishnadar 
पड़ोसी गए हुए हैं सबको कबूल फरमा उन सबकी दुआओं को कबूल फरमा जनब करीम जिस तरह हमारे उनके बारे उम्मीद है कि वो अच्छा ऐसा बेहतर होकर आए हमें भी यहाँ बैठे बिठाए अच्छा बना दीजिए नेक बना दीजिए सामने बना दीजिए उनकी इस्तेमाल खड़ा कर दीजिए जनब करीम सब जात को गढ़ लौटने के बाद अपने घरों में दीनी माहौल पैदा करने के लिए कबूल फरमा अपने माशत में अच्छा किरदार करने के लिए किरदार अदा करने के लिए कबूल फरमा फिर बिक्रीम जिस पर हर फर्ज हो चुका है किसी वजह की परेशानी की वजह से या सुस्ती के बना पर नहीं जा चका बिक्रीम आज साल हर फर्ज हज अदा करने की तोफीक अदा फरमा यदि बिक्रीम जो अभी इंतजार में है उन इसबाब और जराए के कि हज हम पर भी फर्ज हो जाए यदि बिक्रीम इस वजह से